There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Captivity can go far beyond the companies you represent. It starts between your ears and its impact is felt in every corner of your business. We're all about helping agency principals and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. If your goals are big enough, you're going to have to get uncomfortable to be able to reach them. Our team at RiskWell is living this out every single day. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and everything I learn along the way. We deliver relevant, tactical, and actionable content from industry peers, innovative partners, and a variety of leaders from other business verticals. We're not holding anything back. There's no upsell, no guru pitch, and no fluff. It's time to unshackle yourself from captivity and make your freedom jump with the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. And my guests for this episode are going to take us on a ride. I got to warn you right now, if you're listening in your vehicle, you're going to want to listen a second or third time if you don't have the privilege of pulling out pen and paper and uh, taking some notes down because we are going to be super tactical. We're going to be specific and getting in the weeds because you guys get the benefit of what I get twice a month, every month for an hour. Uh, we have uh, Don and Ro Polzinski with RD Advisory Group, my agency CFO. And man, I, I'm really grateful that they uh, took some time out of their uh, busy Friday morning, uh, right before Thanksgiving as we record this. I have every intention of this episode being dropped the day after Thanksgiving to give you guys as much time to implement this stuff as possible before 2023 gets here. So, hey, that was quite a lead-in, I know. But Don and Roe, thanks for joining us. Thank you. James, always, thank you for having us. And welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and you are one of the, I think, maybe the first second-time guest. I don't think we've had anybody else on twice. Um, but so there you go. Love it. My Folks, we're just going to jump right into it. The purpose of this episode is to help uh, provide some context, provide some tactical insight on the topic of strategic planning and annual review type stuff. Um, this is a, a broad brushstroke. Uh, there's a lot that we won't have time to get too far into. Uh, I want to stay you know, fairly high level. Uh, full disclosure, Don and Ro uh, have a, a paid coaching and consulting program where they get all the way into the details. Uh, you guys have heard from me several times and, and on social. Uh, my financial literacy was very poor uh, before I started working with Don and Roe in the last you know year and a half or so, um, they have helped me shore up the defenses in a significant way. I feel a lot more comfortable having financial conversations, strategic planning, strategic budgeting, doing a business plan, annual review type stuff. I'm a lot better equipped now than I was a year and a half ago. Want to share some of that with you? Don't mind saying it. They they have a paid program, so uh, there's plenty more where this thing comes from. They would never sell their program. Uh, on a, an episode like this, they would think that that's tacky, but it ain't tacky at all if I sell for them, baby. And let me tell you, I have absolutely loved working with Don and Roe. They are fantastic advisors and worth many multiples of what I pay them on a monthly basis, I promise you. So 
Okay. Uh, Don and Roe, you guys are the two-headed monster. You guys come at it from <laughs> different perspectives. I love it. Uh, the two of you have great energy. You play off each other. What do you have just top-level advice when someone goes, hey, you know what? I've never done a formal strategic plan going into a year. I've never done you know, intentional annual planning. How do you suggest that someone start wrapping their head around you know, being very intentional about this strategic planning and review process. I know where I'm going. Where are you going? Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, think of a GPS. This is one of your favorite yeah, analogies because it applies to both the numbers and the actual experience. And we always laugh, Don's the numbers, I'm the human. But it really, <laughs> and James is smiling because he knows it. That's, I mean, it's true. It's true. So. <laughs> The, think of you're driving. So D James is outside of Dallas. James, pick a destination somewhere that's going to be a fairly substantial road trip for you. San Diego. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Love it. Love San Love Diego. It. Excellent. And you've got your wife. You've got your kids. Everyone's yep. packed in the car. Are you just going to get in, in the car and just drive and pray well? The sun's sure in the not. west. I'm just going to go follow the sun. Go west, young man. <laughs> you're not going to do that. When the sun goes down, then you're in trouble. No. Yeah. And, yeah. And chances are you, you're going to think, okay, on the number side, how long is it going to take? How many miles? Is the car prepared for it? Does it mm -hmm. have an oil change? Does it have enough gas? Tires are good. Are uh, what do we have to stop along the way? On the human side of it, you're going to think, okay, what's the experience having these two littles in the car with me? Do they have yeah. snacks? Do they have uh, games to play? You know, what's going to keep them active? And then you guys yep. get in your car and you drive. And we do that in almost intuitively. We all do yeah. that. Everybody who's taken a road trip, we intuitively plan whether we realize that we're doing this or not, we do this. We've got it all planned out, at least in our head. Maybe on paper as well. We might have, okay, we're, this is our schedule. This is our agenda. We might have it. But we all do that intuitively. Absolutely. Because it only takes one bad road trip. Mm. And you learn that. <laughs> Look at things. Yeah, and it's, it's not an accident that we haven't taken any road trips with our kids. There you go. Uh, they're, they're five and three, and that does not sound like a vacation to me. i got to be honest with you. All right. So as a CFO <laughs> or business owner, there, you, and, and you're putting your life into your business, yeah. why would we not plan when we, we plan something as simple as a road trip? Every time, we always plan. In our livelihood, uh, you know, something that is our future – and we see most agency owners uh, who will not plan. Not only that, not only is it our livelihood, it's our future. The analogy I used with the kids in the car, you're not just driving yourself. If you're driving yourself, you may not plan the road trip quite so much. But if you're taking others with you, you've got to plan for them. And that's part of having employees building your team, you're not driving the bus alone anymore. Well, I would say you've got to, to drive the bus. You've got the customers. Your clients are part of the journey. Yeah. Uh, your carriers, your other business partners. Your local community. And this is one that we see a lot of agencies don't think about really at the forefront. 
your community is your stakeholder. They are one of them. And so what are your plans for your community over the next year as well? So when we think about all that's at stake, it, 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 just, it just boggles my mind. Why would we not plan this for success? Because there is a lot at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there absolutely is a lot of stake. It, and as the principal, as someone who is you know, in this for the long run, there is no plan B. There is no fallback plan. You know, as Eric Scholey said, you know, in, in earlier this year when he was a guest on, burn the ships. There is no plan B. No. So we either do it right or we have disaster. Exactly. Exactly. So how do we do it right? Yeah. And what what's the first step tactically when someone says, hey, you know what, James, I get it. I've never done a formalized writing it down on paper, you know, on a you know, PDF or whatever it happens to be, they recognize, you know, Freedom Jumper listening to this episode goes, Yeah, I want to do a strategic plan. How do I get started? What what's the first step in wrapping your arms around doing some sort of strategic plan? You you have to kind of know your numbers, right? So it's almost like you, a you a, let a into pre- it. Most, most people say approach it from the, the human side, oh, I want to do this initiative, this project, this, this, this. And actually, and yes, I'm actually saying this out loud, the numbers should come first. Yeah, in a way. Uh, but think back to that road trip. The first thing that you did was probably understood your destination. I'm going to San Diego. And then probably more than San Diego, I'm going to this exact place in San Diego. So I want everybody to think about as a business owner, if we're at December 31st of 2023, what do we want to have? What's our destination? What does it look like? But in terms of numbers, what are what are their revenue? And we remember, and this is the reminder for everyone, we only speak in revenue as CFOs. We don't talk premium. All right. So... Yep. Can't spend top line, premium. Top line revenue. Premium is for show. Revenue is the dev. David Brothers, our friend David. Absolutely. So where do we want to be on a revenue standpoint? After you answer that, better answer. We've got to make some profit. Hoping we're going to make some profit. What do we got yep. to make as a profit margin? What are we going to make? Or in dollar terms, what are we going to make in profit? Right. So real quick, uh, and I know... You know, Reagan Best Practices has their models on things. You know, I literally this morning in the Knuckleheads chat, and shout out to my Knuckleheads, love you guys. Uh, we were having a conversation on EBITDA and growth, and I, I kind of knew the answers to the test question because of what I do with you guys. Um, but J.C. Wagaman is having a great year uh, up at, at his office uh, in uh, Indianapolis area, and he was basically just saying. What what's my target? What should I be looking at? And he just trying to get feedback from the group. So I'll ask you guys, what is, you, know, you take a, I know what you're going to say, is it growth or is it stability? So it just depends on what you're, what you're shooting for. But for an average, you know, middle of the road target of somebody's running a successful agency, where's an EBITDA range that you want them looking at, you know, from that profit number? Where what's a, an acceptable middle of the road range for EBITDA target? Yeah, I, and I'd say put it right around twenty five. You know, let's be realistic. I think uh, on an operating basis, about twenty five percent of your revenue should be dropping to the bottom line profit. Now that means that is after you pay yourself 
an appropriate salary as an owner. And then the other question is, well, what, what, what does the owner take? Well, as an owner, you should receive an appropriate salary. So if you put yourself on the market, whatever market value is, you should pay yourself that. Plus, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, your, uh, your agency should show a 25% profit margin. Cool. And that's just nice round numbers, middle of the road, et cetera. You know, for somebody who's in a high growth environment where you're really investing in growth, you know, you've got a lot of payroll, a lot of marketing, a lot of advertising. Being on the light side of that 25 is perfectly normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for a lot of, you know, when you're launching an agency or in the early years and you're in this high growth mode, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The expectation is, yes, you're probably not going to be at 25. You are, if you're in growth mode, you know, 15 may be, uh, may be fine. Well, and, and I don't mind sharing for our listening audience. I know this number because we literally just talked about this in our regular call earlier this week. Riskwell is currently at a, I think, 15.7. So just call it 16% EBITDA year to date. But our growth is 60% over prior year. Uh, and that is happening in the middle of a really hard market where our personal lines department is just flat out taking a nosedive this year. Um, so the fact that we're able to grow at 60% and maintain uh, 16% EBITDA, I think, is a win. Absolutely. It's not nearly as much of a win as I would like to have, but it's a lot better than it could well, be. Well, I will go that maybe it's a huge win because I want I want the, to every agency owner to think about the value proposition next year. They get paid three ways. One is they they get a maybe a paycheck or distribution. They're, they're taking a salary, hopefully. Two is whatever profit the agency generates, that profit is theirs. But the biggest uh, value piece... And they don't realize this. Yeah, this is the, this is the one forget every, this. everybody forgets. Let's say our agency grows by $100,000 in revenue. At current market rates of about three times revenue, if we could sell our book of business for three times revenue... That's $300,000 of value creation. I don't yep. want owners yeah. to forget about that. That might be the biggest piece of value they're growing is comes from growth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so knowing your numbers requires having an appropriate amount of information in your agency. So uh, step one, Freedom Jumper, is if you don't have a bookkeeper, if you don't have a CPA that is providing you the relevant uh, timely financial data that fuels the entire conversation. If you don't have that information, get it by any means necessary. And it, the most important thing is that you get a, a bookkeeper and a CPA that is familiar with the business model for how an insurance agency operates, how your agency operates on the ENS side, on the admitted market side, fee revenue and commission revenue. Uh, because the whole you know, unearned commission is technically a liability. If you are paid up front for a 12-month policy, guess what, boys and girls? That's not your money yet. So when, when you have those conversations, you know, don't think of unearned commission as an asset. It is a liability, my friend. Uh, and anybody who's ever dealt with a nasty midterm chargeback <laughs> experiences that in, in living color, that that unearned commission check is in fact a liability. So Get the CPA, get the bookkeeper. That is like, you know, putting gas in the car before the road trip. 
you know, before you ever take off, you got to make sure you have the right information. Yeah, yes. And think of it the other way was you don't give the your your little kid the whole bag, the whole box of Cheerios right at the start of the road trip. Cheerios will be everywhere. You dole it out oh, no. slowly. Well, I, I look, I'll, I'll draw a different analogy. Suppose you're, you think about your car's dashboard. Think of your dashboard. I got the you know the electronic dashboard, and if your if your dashboard you went out, you can configure it. Yeah, you wouldn't know what was happening. Uh, you wouldn't know what speed. You wouldn't know how much gas was left in your tank. You wouldn't know if your car was overheating or had a, had a problem. And if you don't look, have a bookkeeper and generating your numbers, you don't know what's going on in your business. This is going to be a pro tip moment, and this is for your freedom jumpers, James. Don and I started this from scratch. We're business owners. We're partners. From the very beginning, we were just talking about this. We we set up an office. We we established the routine. We established our goals, and we got QuickBooks. It is not mm. expensive. You can do it online, and everything. And James, you can speak to this. You get your monthly invoice from me from QuickBooks. Yeah. It is built for small business owners. Absolutely. Is it insurance perfect? No. No. But it will certainly get your freedom jumpers and any small business owner. If you don't have a good accounting platform, at least start with QuickBooks. I think that's my message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we run into agency owners and we ask them, do you, you know, do you have an accounting system? And most have QuickBooks, or some say no. I, I, it's, I have none. I have none. Or a spreadsheet, or worse, I have absolutely. It's, it's paper. I have nothing. Uh, job one for every. Uh, so tip number one: got to have an accounting system. If you don't have, a, most likely QuickBooks is going to be your first accounting system. And it very easily integrates with step two: finding your bookkeeper slash CPA. Because they all know QuickBooks, they'll be immediately comfortable. Yeah, uh, thousands of thousands of agencies run off of QuickBooks. You'll be in good company. Yep. Now, one of the things that we're in the middle of of doing right now, as we get our accounting house in order for some, you know, big tech stack changes that are coming in 2023, is reevaluating our so-called general ledger or chart of accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, any any best practices uh, there you know when someone's looking at it? Of, of, hey, how do I categorize the dollars that I'm spending to, you know, make sure that folks understand, hey, where's all that money going? When, when you spend that, are you tracking it in some way? And I'll be the first to tell you, I've absolutely failed in this regard because we don't have an actual official budget. And that's one of the things that we're, you know, with RD Advisory Group, we're going to be working on in December is setting category budgets. How much should we be allocating for marketing, for advertising? Are we paying an appropriate amount on, on payroll, on commission? Uh, I mean, anybody who's paying any attention knows that payroll is your single largest expense by far. Uh, so when it comes time to have the conversation of let's try to figure out getting expenses in line, which starts with good segmentation, good categorizing of data, any any general like thirty thousand foot best practices for wrapping your arms around the expenses? You just said it. Best practices. Okay. If you go to Reagan Consulting or Big Eye, you can either look at it online, preview their best practice report, or you can download it. Over, it's a small. It's maybe eighty bucks. But. Right. Exactly. So tell them 
how we use rate and we have permission there, there it go. is That's james is showing it. the best hundred dollars you will spend absolutely ever. there's so much day for those of you listening and not watching it on uh, our agency freedom youtube channel this beautiful little spiral bound notebook it is what 80 pages it's 79 pages chock full of the most actionable data you'll ever see in the oh. industry thank you reagan thank you big eye uh, huge, huge value. And it's the first one of the first steps with agency CFO. We've encountered so many agency owners who don't even know it exists. And we have permission to use the data and we benchmark our agencies against their peers in this report. So if you're an agency owner and you're saying, well, what do I do? I've never done a financial plan before. I think James right now, that's the step number one. Go out, you can yeah. read it online, or you can download an electronic copy for about $80. You can get a print copy. Yeah. Uh, that and read it, you know, read it. It is the most important. And within that, it'll give you the structure of, of how you should re be recording your expenses. It'll give you that grouping. So, uh, where travel expenses go, or where um, your employee benefit expense goes, or uh, your dues and subscriptions. It'll tell you how to break things out. Now, and I will, uh, for those of you listening, I'll put a link to the, the Reagan uh, website URL in the show notes. So go ahead and, and head over to the show notes. Uh, you'll find a link for either downloading or purchasing a print copy of the best practices study. They, they run on a three-year turn, by the way. It's a three-year longitudinal study uh, that they publish updates annually. But every third year, there's a little bit more substantial update where they you know aggregate the data and, and give it to you in a little bit bigger chunk. Um, but for 2022, um, it's, it's live. It's ready as of uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I got my copy in the mail, I think, about two or three weeks ago. So, um, yeah, check the show notes for that. So... Okay, expenses, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, follow Reagan best practices on the general ledger, on the chart of accounts. Uh, what about on the, the positive side of things, on the sales and marketing, on the, the business plan, the marketing plan? Uh, how, how do you suggest people start unpacking that? Well, I think you've got uh, really two or three main uh, things you have to take into consideration. One is you, you need to understand, every agency owner needs to understand, how big is their current book of business mm -hmm. you know, in revenue? You know, how much, how much revenue does my current book, if everything renewed, if everything renewed, what would be the amount of revenue my current book derives? So maybe it's, say, $200,000. Every, every policy renews, it's $200,000. Okay. We got renewal. And not every policy is going to renew, right? We're, we're going to have client retention loss. So we're going to lose some policies because... Or one time, like life insurance or something. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get your head around that. Not every policy is going to renew. So maybe 90% will renew. Okay, so 90%. So we're, we're, we need to plan it. 10% is not going to renew. Can't tell you how many clients we've met or agencies along the way who don't know their true retention numbers. And at, when you start out, you know, the easiest way to do it is every time a policy cancels, keep a running list. A spreadsheet. It's yeah. The old-fashioned method really is the best. And you can track it, use the data, whatever, but you've got to start there. Now, there's a little bit of good news here. Uh, on the positive side, most of us are in a hard market, meaning premiums are going up upon renewal. 
when premiums go up, whether it's, uh, let's say it's auto insurance or homeowners, if the premium goes up 10%, well, chances are you're going to make 10% more commission on that. So yep. uh, every in across the country, it's a different scenario. So you want to be in tune to your renewals. Are they going up? And what percentage are they going up? And factor that in that your book of business might become larger next year because the premiums are going up. And if premiums go up, your commissions go up. Now, where, where does this data come from? How, how does one acquire this data on, on revenue, on retention, and on renewal versus new business? Uh, where, do, where does someone find that information? <laughs> Depends on their agency management system. I know the answer to this in case you're wondering. Freedom Jumpers are like, you got to have That's an agency management question. system. Doesn't he know? Like, silly James, of course we know where it comes from. I, that was what you call a leading question <laughs> in podcasting land. So. So when you're when you're if you're a freedom jumper thinking about I'm going to make the leap in 2023. It is everything from what markets are you going to go after, what's your office space, what's it, what are your community needs? And then internally, you know, the whole marketing which we are not marketing experts, content, all of that, but it is also the agency management system. And you get what you pay for sometimes. And I'm just yeah. going to leave it there so, because we've seen that. Two critical pieces. You're probably going to have QuickBooks for your accounting. You need an accounting package yeah. and you need an agency management software. And most of the uh, beginning agency management softwares don't have built-in accounting. So that's why you need an accounting package. You need an agency management system and you need it really from day one. And you need to set it up correctly. Mm. Don't take shortcuts. Ah. You know, the entrepreneur executive, mm. the ones that go out there and start a business, you're just, you're bombarded with a million things and a million ideas. And sometimes you put the thing, setting up an agency management system, that's not fun. That's not exciting. There's details in that. Mm. It takes a lot of time and energy when you should be out selling and meeting people and doing content. Set it up correctly, please. Yeah. And it may cost you a few dollars to do that. Well worth it because if you get off on the right foot, if you set it up properly, it's going to save yeah. you so many headaches down the Look road. Look at James's face. What do you got, James? <laughs> I, I speak from personal experience as someone who did this poorly uh, for the first, you know, almost two years you know we're about at this point as i record this in november of 22 we're about three and a half years in and you can do some basic math uh, from what i've said earlier and know that for the first two years of risk well we didn't have a cfo uh, we had a, a poor relationship uh, with the bookkeeper and for the first year and a half uh, had a bum uh, for a cpa who filed paperwork and offered absolutely no advice of any kind uh, it was was of zero strategic or tactical value. It was he was very good at pushing paper. He did exactly what he's supposed to do on filings and whatnot, and did absolutely nothing beyond that. Uh, so we were at a very severe tactical disadvantage, uh, and we've already discussed my financial uh, lack of literacy. So I I'm not going to keep falling on my sword over and over again on that one. Um, yeah, we just did it wrong for the first two years, and and, and it showed. You. I'm not let you fall on your sword James because your strength is being the producer being the entrepreneur executive 
creating this content and serving the world. I don't want you to be the most financially literate and person look, everybody, in the world. James did intuitively an awful lot right. Yeah. So this is huge props. He's a dear friend, and you really have to understand that he is humble, and uh, he's there, he, and that goes he doesn't to your, have to be. And that goes to your success. Now, uh, in the world and the topics that we're talking about, intuition is not where you can exist the long term. No. It no. is, uh, unfortunately, it is uh, down to numbers. It is all about numbers. It's the black and white. And we need to get them down on paper or spreadsheet because that's the world it is. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. And I, I want to drive home the importance of good data informing the entire conversation. Because, you know, honest to God, I, I think a lot of it is hustle and grind. Uh, and, you know, I don't believe in luck. Uh, I believe in a combination of hard work, preparation, and divine providence. Thank you, uh, God, for blessing us and Absolutely. saving me from my own foolishness half the time. Um, but the the whole conversation has to be fueled by good data. Mm -hmm. I was I was very fortunate and blessed that I didn't have any massive screw-ups the first two years. If you asked me, hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. How's it going? Um, we're writing business. How much business? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> you know, are you profitable? I think so. How profitable? I don't know. <laughs> you know are, are you ready to hire somebody? Um, maybe. We, you know, we need to hire someone. Where's that money going to come from? I, I don't know. How much are you going to pay them? Uh, you know, some money. <laughs> like, All right. And so let's pause right there just real quick because this is one. <laughs> what are you going to pay them? Uh, some money. Here's another pro tip. Producer oh, compensation. Yep. You've got to get that right from the onset. It is I'm, I am not about absolutes. This is one of those absolute moments. It is impossible to change producer comp after the fact. 
Well, oh, yeah. Uh, try giving a pay cut to anybody, whether it be a service person, an administrative person. Ever tried giving a pay cut to somebody? How'd so that go over? Best practices. This is huge. We just did a mastermind group meeting on this this week. Compens composition of a dollar. You get. You have a dollar come into the agency. You have a dollar. Fifty-six percent, fifty-eight percent, right off the top, is compens gross compensation. Of that, you your producer should be thirty three percent total. So yeah, we get the question all the time. If you read your uh, big eye best uh, best practice study, it's every year it comes out to about the same magic number. How much can I pay a producer? About thirty three percent of what they produce of their book of business. New and renewal. New and renewal. When you blend it all in, thirty three is the magic number. Now for service people, this is the this is really where I want to hone in because if any of your agents, all the listeners planning for next year and they want to plan and hire, so for so on the service person, side, think about how much uh, how large is the book of business they're servicing in revenue, and you can pay between twenty to twenty five percent of that amount is what your service person as salary should be earning. So if they're doing a $300,000 book of business, and that's their service book. You can afford to pay them roughly $60,000 to $65,000. That's the true number, And these folks. formulas, you know, these are all in uh, your best practices study. That's why but it's you so gotta, important. you got to read it. you got to read it. Or you got to reach out to us. Right. They're, they're <laughs> all there. And these are not, um, these are almost universal. And I know sometimes every agency owner says, well, my situation's different. Well, not really, because what Ro just said, you can only spend a, a dollar. You only get to spend it once. Uh, a dollar is the same for everybody. It's 100 cents. You know, you can only split it up 100 ways. And, and remember, you want 25 cents. Be left over for profit. For, or for profit. maybe we should start there, I tell agency owners, start there by reserving your 25 cents as profit. And then figure out how you're going to spend the other 75. So I'm going to pivot real quick and because I know we've got a hard stop in, in less than 17 minutes. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things I definitely want to get into with you guys. You know, the folks that listen to this podcast have heard me talk about reverse engineer your funnel uh, a few times. So I don't want to rehash stuff we've gone into in detail in other episodes. Uh, but the, the, the way that I approach sales and marketing planning uh, in uh, the, the annual review, the strategic planning process, is simply reverse engineer the funnel. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to be at the end of the year revenue-wise? And then asking simple questions of, okay, exactly where is that going to come from? You know, for the typical agency, the PNC agency, you've got personal lines and commercial lines. Uh, the, the larger, more sophisticated shops uh, typically will have benefits or life health accident, ancillary products, risk while we have a dedicated third branch, which is real estate investor that is a, a you know fully functioning separate department in the company. We don't do life insurance yet. We're in the middle of standing up a, a life and disability and long-term care operation, which is a big part of our changes in 23. We don't do benefits. Uh, we, we don't do some of the other ancillary products like you know health or financial services or whatever. What, whatever it happens to be, whatever categories of your business, reverse engineering the funnel and simply asking, you know, where is this business going to come from? I think nailing down the marketing source is just absolutely essential. You've got to know where the business is going to come from so then you can 
reverse engineer the funnel and go to the top of the funnel and figure out, okay, what do I got to do? How many calls I got to make? How many meetings I got to set? How, how many appointments? How many kept? How many quote? How many delivered? How do we get to the dollars at the bottom of the funnel? Um, how do you guys suggest that folks start doing this? How do they wrap their hands around the sales and marketing function, the, the production side of strategic planning? It all comes down to you got to know what you have in your pipeline. I'm going to say it before he lectures us on it, <laughs> and he will. It's all about pipeline management. And again, uh, for RD Advisory Group, for our agency CFO program, we use it. We use PipeDrive. Works great. Easy to set up. It's not the, It's not expensive at all. And we can manage, and we have it set up in those buckets from our, you know, the suspect, the prospect, executive briefing plan, all of it. And we, we just track them through. So when it comes time for annual planning, you'll know your numbers. It is, I think, the biggest weakness across our industry. What do we not excel at as an industry? And that is prospect pipeline management. It is James that you talked about the funnel. So many agency owners and managers don't understand anything about their prospect funnel. They don't know where their business is coming from. They have no idea if they do 10 quotes, will they get uh, five clients from, you know, will 50% of them become clients, 10%, 25%. It is hugely important because when we talked about, James, uh, we talked about top line revenue. We talked about, you got to understand how much your re renewal revenue is. Now we're talking about the other piece, new business. We're going to generate new business. How much? But where is it going to come from? And how many calls do I have to make? Because, you know, not everybody I call, out of 100 calls, how many of those 100 calls we reach somebody, how many actually become clients? You need to think through all of that. These are the strategic issues your CFO or it's hard to get a CPA to really focus on that. They won't. That's not yeah. But that's this is the one chance I'm gonna do this little little plug. What we do is we work the numbers backwards. That's it's not just the budget, it's not just the monthly reports. I'm looking on our screen, I pulled it up for our own reference, our producer playbook that has the the introductions needed, the marketing needed, the plans needed to get to those sales. So whether you have producers or not, or maybe you're just a sole owner and you're a one-person show, you're a one-person agency, you need to have a new business plan, which means uh, I'm going to produce X number of dollars of revenue. Let's call it $50,000 of revenue. And to produce that $50,000 of revenue, it's going to require this many leads, this many quotations, and those quotations are going to close at a certain percentage, and I'm going to get this many clients at so many dollars per client. These are simple spreadsheets. These are not hard calculations. Simple. And it's knowing your average sale. Simple but crucial, and we see this as a lack or a weakness so mm -hmm. many times. And it, it just goes back to good data yeah. again. And I, I hate to keep banging the drum on the episode, a lot of folks listening to this are not going to be able to have this conversation because in the last six months, last year, the last two years, they haven't been tracking the right data. They haven't been capturing the right information that they can then use uh, to create insight, uh, to create uh, the plan. So they know 
you know, which direction to go in. They can look at the year and say, hey, you know what? I looked at my marketing source distribution and of the, you know, such and such number of accounts we've written, our number one marketing source is X. And so, you know, from a strategic perspective, hey, going into 2023, I should be aware of what worked really well in 2022 so you can decide where to invest your extra time and energy. So a couple of action items, folks. Uh, If you haven't already committed to a platform that helps you capture data like marketing source in the AMS, where you're able to very quickly and easily run a report on a monthly or quarterly basis and say, hey, where's my business coming from? Is it coming from uh, that Facebook group uh, uh, you know, of contractors? Is it coming from my local market? Is it coming from Chamber of Commerce? Is it coming from a referral from a channel partner or an existing client referral? You know, If it is a referral, who did the referring? Mm-hmm. Exactly what individual sent us that referral? So you can identify what's working and what's not working. Because let's say, for instance, you're spending $1,000 a month on some, you know, um, you know, Facebook lead generation program. There's a, they're a dime a dozen. They all claim to do the same thing. Let's say you're spending 1000 bucks a month, but you're looking at the distribution of your marketing source for bound written business, and you're realizing that $1,000 a month is not generating a 3x you know, net ROI. My number is 3x of whatever the spend mm-hmm. is. If I'm not generating 3x net ROI from the spend on something, it ain't working. Uh, I, I see the, the head shaking yes there, so I know I'm on the right track. Yeah. When it comes to spending dollars, you got to make sure that you're spending the dollars in the right location. So if you don't have the right data, you've got to get the right data. And a CRM like PipeDrive or ActiveCampaign or any of the insurance-specific CRMs, the top three uh, are Agency Zoom, Better Agency, and Insured Mine in no particular order. Uh, those are the three standard options inside the insurance industry. If you're not using one of those three, you better have a good reason for not using one of those three. The only reason that we're using Active Campaign is the power and the automations and the if-then conditional logic. It lets us be pretty laser focused in the way that we approach uh, automated communication, the use of tagging and whatnot. So we have a specific reason for not using one of those three vendors that I just mentioned. If you can't justify to yourself a very good reason of why you're not using one of those three platforms, then you better be using one of those three platforms. Absolutely. Um, I, I haven't personally used Insured Mine. A lot of people have a good experience with it. I've personally been a, cl- a customer of both uh, Better Agency and Agency Zoom. We're not using either of them at the moment for a variety of reasons that are really of no fault at all of either of those platforms. It's more of a, you know, it's it's not you, it's me, that sort of thing. Uh, Agency Zoom and Better Agency are both excellent we platforms. We have many clients on both of them, and they do fantastic. We use PipeDrive because we... It, it fits more of our general consulting business yeah. than than anything right. else, but absolutely, uh, I totally agree. And yeah. you know, I think you know we've so let's add to our list. We said you're going to need accounting software, probably QuickBooks. You're going to need some agency management system. If that agency management system isn't doing your prospect management, then yes, then you also need a third piece because you have to have prospect management. Yeah. Now, I want to just call attention to the clock. We've got six minutes until this episode is done. Uh, So when when we're on the topic of strategic planning, of getting that annual review done, um, what what are we missing? We've talked about uh, 
a little bit of budgeting. We've talked about expenses. We've talked about accounting. We talked a little bit about sales and marketing. Where do you want to land the plane? You guys have about five minutes. So I know that one, you've got to think about your next great hire. Who's who at the end of, as Don said, December 31st, 2023, who's on the bus with you? Yep. I'm going to give you something else that's so simple. It sounds kind of stupid in a way. You think about driving your way to San Diego. Once in a while, you do a reality check. Am I on the right road? How far have I gotten? How far do I have to go? You kind of check, am, am I going in the right direction? And how far have I gone? And we do that in our world. We do that on a monthly basis. We call it a monthly cadence. Every month, you want to check your progress. If I said I was going to generate $50,000 of new business, well, at the end of January, I should have generated uh, at least 4000 This isn't the college uh, term paper that you do no, the night before. No. You got to figure, you know, I should be, you know, as your year progresses, it should be fairly linear. Am I, am yep. I 1 12th there after January? Am I 2 12th there after February? Every month, you need to do a reality check of, How's my year going? How am I, how am I going to plan? Now, pace and trend are essential. I, I absolutely agree. The last thing you want to do is get to Q4 and <laughs> you know your 15% trend or, or uh, 15% of, of pace to target. And then you realize, wait a second. Oh gosh, it's October 1. Wait a second. Everybody starts shutting down the third week of November. You got it. You know, as I've seen it in memes a few times, uh, you know, about a week and a half ago, somebody posted, we've officially entered, let's circle back in January season. <laughs> it's true. It's like, oh man, we are about to start that. It's we absolutely are. true. The other thing I want people to really think about, it doesn't have to be complex. There are even free softwares out there. Sketch out your org chart. Yeah. Really understand and put some key job descriptions, key bullet points on it. One of the critical things we all do is we hire the person and not for the job we need them to do. We fall in love with the people. And that I've done it. I'm just, I'm going to say I've done it. (laughs) I'm not looking at James. (laughs) I've done it. I've done it twice and regretted it both times. And then planning our year, when I say thinking about who's on the bus, really plot out what seats are they sitting in and are they really performing the critical function you need or the one you think you want? It's a big difference. Now, This is where I'm going to take over the last two minutes here, and I'm going to say this is my experience with RD Advisory Group because so much of what we've talked about in this call, and no, in case you're wondering, this was not some backhanded infomercial for the last 44 minutes. So much of what we need to do as agency principals, as decision makers, depends on good data, depends on the right insight. And what Roger said, I 100% agree with. You've got to make sure that you have the right people on the bus and that the people on your bus are sitting in the right seat. One of the hardest things to figure out as an agency owner is, what's my next hire? What position is my next hire? Who do I need most uh, urgently? And when do I hire them? When can I afford to hire them? When they come in, what should be the distribution of duties? How do we have roles and responsibilities itemized? You know, all of these things depend on good data and good insight. I didn't have a clue other than gut instinct and and just look and feel. 
And fortunately, I have really good gut instinct most of the time. But the problem is that I'm, when I make a mistake, I typically make a big mistake. I don't make mistakes very often, but you know, on the frequency severity distribution, it really skews in the severity direction. I don't have a frequency problem with mistakes, but I have a severity problem with mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So whether you're using RD advisory group, agency CFO, or you're picking a different advisor, you have got to get someone who can help you collect the right data and help you unpack it with tactical insight and help with the org chart, help with decision-making, help with financials, help with making the, the budget happen and strategic planning and reverse engineering your funnel and help you understand where you are with cash flow and where you are with financials. Do I take on a line of credit? Can I afford to buy a building next year? Every single financial decision that you and I are making, and I'm right there with you, Freedom Jumper. I'm right there with you. I'm doing my financial plan next week and the week after. We're doing our 2023 strategic plan in its entirety, and then Don and Roe and I are going to review it on December 7th, uh, which, by the way, is our annual retreat for our team. You think that's a coincidence? It ain't, because we're having that conversation with my entire team. Everybody is on that Zoom call. That is not an accident, folks. If you want to step forward in 23, if you want to get a handle on your sales and marketing, on your funnel, on your budgeting, on your strategic planning, on your hiring, on your tech stack, you've got to have an advisor like RD Advisory Group. If not them, then somebody like them. And that's it. I know we're out of time here. Uh, anything else, Donna Rowe, you want to add? Uh, I, I know we're right at the top of the hour. I just admire you and anyone because we've done it. Building a scratch business is not for the faint of heart. Go get them. All right. Um, I'm going to give you some bonus time here, folks. I've got five points I want to bring. Very, very specific information. Don and Roe, you guys got to run, I know. So thank you so thank very you. much. I'll make sure that your information is in the show notes there. Thank you. Thank Y'all you. take care. All right, folks, I'm going to end with, with just a couple of points here. As uh, we look forward into uh, 2023, just to kind of you know recap what we talked about uh, on the episode with Don and Roe. Uh, so basically, step one is you've got to know your numbers. And the numbers that we specifically talked about is just basic uh, gross revenue and getting an idea of profit and you know, where you are as far as you know your financial statements, your income statement, your profit and loss, your balance sheet. Uh, where are your expenses? The second one is itemizing and categorizing the dollars that leave your office. When you are spending money, where is it being spent? How much of it is being spent? And and categorizing it correctly so you can make strategic decisions. You can make hiring decisions. You can make tech stack decisions. Wherever your money goes, make sure you're directing it, that you are actively steering your dollars where you want them to go for maximum impact. Part of that means making wise selections with your tech stack. So you're getting a, a good ROI from the dollars that you're spending inside the tech stack with the AMS, the CRM, uh, the other ancillary products that bolt on, uh, like a Wonderite, which is just a fantastic platform in our office. You know, like a glove box for you know a client portal. There are so many names that I could drop. Uh, Loss Run Pro is another good one for uh, our office. Whatever your tech stack looks like, make sure that the vendor partners that you're working with are driving 
positive revenue, that the ROI that they deliver for your office makes sense. And if you need to kick somebody off of your bus, then it's a great time to kick somebody off your bus. In in November, December, in Q4, in annual review time, it is a great time to, uh, you know, evict someone from your island to use survivor reference. So the, the fourth thing is getting a handle on your funnel, your sales and marketing. What are you going to do next year? Exactly where is the business coming from? How many people do you need to have at the top of the funnel? How many calls do you have to make? How many appointments do you have to schedule? How many of those appointments have to actually happen? How many proposals, recommendations have to be delivered to a prospect? And how many of those are going to convert into a closed piece of business? Once you close that business, what is your average revenue per account? And more specifically, for tactical reasons, what is your average revenue per vertical? How many lines of business are you closing on average? What is your account density? Are you only writing uh, for personal lines? Are you only writing a home and auto? Are you writing home and auto and umbrella, personal articles floater, rental property, specialty auto, like the, the boats, the ATVs, the snowmobiles, uh, the, the, now the campers, the fifth wheelers? Are you rounding out every account at the point of sale? If not, what's your plan to cross-sell your book? How are you going to systematize your activity to make sure that every account is as sticky as it can be, that you've covered all your bases and made sure that you've squeezed every drop of revenue out of each account? These folks that choose you, they chose you for a reason. They want to do business with you. They were very likely to give you the rest of their business if you ask for it and you're reasonably competitive because they already chose to do business with you. So what's your average revenue per account? What's your density? Where are your biggest wins coming from on the commercial side of things? You know, what verticals do you have the best success at? What's your average revenue uh, per vertical? That will dictate which verticals you might want to select as a niche. And then finding where you're having the most success, where do your resources, your experience in the marketplace, your advice to the client, where does that best line up with your successes in the marketplace and reverse engineering uh, your funnel is going to help you, you know, dictate exactly what needs to happen uh, for next year. And and lastly, and this is really just nuts and bolts. You've got to know exactly where your date, you know, where your your stuff is coming from. The marketing source is probably one of the most important pieces of data to capture because if you don't know where your business comes from, then how in the world are you going to replicate it? If I didn't know that I was really, really good at roofers and general contractors and would just look at the the revenue at the end of the month and go, hey, we had a good month. If I didn't know where that money came from, if I didn't know which accounts it came from, if I didn't know how many of a certain profile of insured I was getting, I'm not going to be ready to win. I'm not going to be ready to double down on what's working and to stop doing what's not working. So when all of that comes together, You just write it down on paper. You start with the good data. You make sure your tech stack is where it needs to be. You take a look at at your team and look at your hiring and figure out, do I have the right people? If not, how do I get the right people? What seat should I hire for first? You make those decisions with your team and then you reverse engineer your funnel, make sure you've got all the data in the right place and figure out, okay, exactly what are we going to do to reach target? And that's it. That's your strategic plan for 2023 
and beyond that you just rinse and repeat in future years and make adjustments accordingly. And that is, that's it for this episode. That's really a great place to stop to recap. Uh, thank you again to Don and Ro Polzinski. The uh, agency CFO program has been absolutely fantastic for Riskwell. I don't make a dollar for sending anything to them. I'm not an affiliate. I have no monetary incentive to steer you in their direction. I just know how great they've been for me, and I would love to have you have similar great advice. If not agency CFO, make sure you get it from somebody, whether it's Kelly Donahue Piro and Agency Performance Partners or Mike Stromso uh, with his program. If you're on the commercial side of things, uh, look at David Carruthers uh, and Killing Commercial. If it's not him, then maybe it's Mick Hunt uh, at, at Premier Strategy Box. There are so many excellent consultants and excellent people that can help you get a handle on making these kind of strategic and tactical decisions in your business. Get with them and make it happen in 2023. I'm happy to help you any way I can. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I'm right there along with you. I'm doing my strategic plan in the next two weeks, and I look forward to talking with you guys about this. Go ahead and drop us a line in the Agency Freedom Facebook group if you want to have a further conversation. Love to connect with you there. And that's really it. Make it a great day, boys and girls. We'll catch you next time. Y'all take care. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us. If you like what you hear, please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast at agencyfreedom.com. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go. Let's go.